grab your Bibles tonight, I'd like you to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 for the next couple moments. This seems like a theme that the Holy Spirit continually weaves in this house, and we have to circle around this subject so often because of the intensity of this hour. And it's the subject of courage. And courage is needed right now, more than ever. Lord, I pray that you take this word and you feed your people. Holy Spirit, feed the people of God tonight. Let your word come with authority and come with grace and come with empowerment tonight. And Holy Spirit, exceed what I'm able to say and release, even in the natural, that you feed the flock tonight. Empower them this night. I speak the refreshing of the Lord upon you right now. Thank you for your fire upon your word, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen with me tonight. I'm in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. I want to read to you out of the Passion Translation first. Stay with me tonight. We're going to use a, a number of different portions of Scripture and translations, okay? Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. I want us to read that together again. Can we do that? Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. Somebody say amen to that. Hold firmly to all that you believe. Stay alert. Be on your watch. Be on your watch. Be on your watch. Stay alert. Hold firmly to what you believe. Well, we need to hear this in this hour. Hold firmly. Hold fast. To what you believe. I'm, I am aghast continually about the avalanche that we see in Christian leadership in the United States of America right now. I'm aghast that T.D. Jakes can bring in Beto O'Rourke, parade him around, and ask everyone to endorse that. When it's an abomination unto God, are you breathing in this room? I'm not grieving the Holy Spirit. He's right here with me. And I have the authority of His Word to back it. I am grieved in my spirit when I watch Creflo Dollar parade St Stacey Abrams around and tell us that that's going to be a leader for the United States of America. We have serious problems. I just read to you, hold firmly to all that you believe. Hold firmly. Hold firmly firmly to all that you believe. There is an epic avalanche in front of us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not surprised by a lot of it. I can remember over a dozen years ago, the more cozy that Jake's got with, with uh, Oprah, the more craziness came out of his mouth. The more he was buddying up and sitting on the couch with Oprah, the less gospel that came out of his mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said this, he says, remember to stay alert, hold firmly to what you believe. Be mighty and full of courage and let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. I'm going to set some things in order here in the very beginning of this message. We are at an epic place at this historic midterm election. This is a mega week for the United States of America. I don't, I don't. Try to even 
uh, come off like I'm some expert on the blood red moons, but I'll tell you what, I find it very, very interesting that a blood moon is coming on our election day here in the United States of America. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we stand at the gates of the crossroads. God says, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. I've set before you blessing and cursing. Choose blessing this day. Hear the Holy Spirit. Hold tightly to what you believe. Know what you believe. Don't let anyone in any dead religious philosophy sift you in this hour. You better know, if you call someone your spiritual father, you better know that they're not adrift biblically and they're not adrift morally. You better know what they believe. I'm going to read the same scripture out of the New King James Version. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Mm. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. I'm going to read it out of the ESV now. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Notice that phrase right there, act like men. Anybody see that? We were back home this week spending some quality time with with our family, specifically my dad, my mom, and all of you know uh, what a tender time that this is. Some of my mom and dad's dear friends for more than 40 years came over to the house to spend some quality time, and John said to me, he said, Brian, do you know about how your dad and I met? Over 40 years of friendship, so many years in church together, years clocking in miles with the Lord, worshiping together, faithing the adventure together. Over 40 years, 42 years of relationship. John said, Brian, do you know how your dad and I met? I said, no. He said, well, let me take you back into this story. And uh, he asked my dad to set it up. So my dad told me how there was a man in the church that was, and we were in, this is, you know, this is 1980. And about that time, we were running around 1,400, 1,500 people in our church. There was a man in the church that was going around to the beautiful ladies in the church and saying very... Uh, insane things, very inappropriate, inappropriate things. And so um, Pastor Callahan talked to my dad and a couple other men and uh, to know exactly what to do. And so uh, this guy got up while Pastor Callahan was preaching and he disappeared. And so my dad got the eyebrows and my dad took off to go find this guy and to take care of business. Taking care of business. Somebody knows that song on this side. I thought, I thought y'all were saved. I thought y'all, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. So my dad went out to take care of business, and I think you all know exactly what that means. And so he was looking all over for this guy. Couldn't find him. Went down to the lower level of the church, was looking for him. And he came down the stairs only to find this guy had a hold of the guy that my dad was looking for, and that guy was lifted up off of his feet by his shirt, and there was this guy threatening him to his face and telling him, if you ever talk to my wife like that again, if you ever come after my wife again, it will be the end of you. Do you understand what I am saying to you? My dad just stood there and observed it. (laughs) My dad was liking it. He was enjoying it. Well, that guy was John Schmidtgall, and that day, my dad and John became friends. I like how they became friends. But what my dad shared was so good. My, my dad said, I'm thankful that Pastor Callahan was that kind of pastor. I'm thankful that he was that kind of man, that he was looking out for the flock. He was protecting the atmosphere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My dad was thankful that he had men around him, men that would act like men. And this is what the story is about. I know it's a funny story, but this is what it's about. It's about proper protection. Are you hearing this tonight? It's about 
being a watchman. It's about stewarding an atmosphere. Take some notes tonight because I'm going somewhere spiritually in this message. It's about stewarding an atmosphere. It's also about a shepherd guarding and watching that there's no wolves in the midst. That's why I talk to you. That's why I teach to you. That's why I preach to you. That's why I share with you in private places too that we are a company of watchers and watchmen. We are watchmen and watch ladies. Amen. We're to guard this flock. We're to watch out. We're to steward and protect this atmosphere. We're to be watchful over all. We're to be watchful over women. I'm just going to wait for the amen. Amen. Ladies, we're to be watching over the women. Well, that was better. We're to act like men. What is Paul saying, act like men? He's saying... You need to take courage. You need to own your responsibility. If you want to write something down, I want you to write that down tonight. Get a new tattoo of it. Do something with it. My goodness. Own your responsibility. Come on, say it tonight. Own your responsibility. Say it tonight. Own your responsibility. Paul says be mighty, be courageous, be brave. How many of you have ever heard of E.M. Bounds? Powerful, powerful author. He died in 1913. Edward McKendry Bounds. This is what he said. The church is looking for better methods. Stay with me tonight. The church is looking for better methods. God is looking for better men. The Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through men. Ian Bounds, he goes on, he says, he does not come upon machinery He comes upon men. He does not anoint plans, but God anoints men and men of prayer. Listen to these words again. Remember to stay alert. Hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty, full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. The ESV says, act like men. Now... (laughs) Act like men. Somebody say that in this room. Act like men. Yeah, somebody say man up. Go ahead. That feel good? Say it again. Man up. You're going to be okay tonight, I promise. I'm not here tonight to try to build some theological superstructure on just one verse. So it's okay. But this is what I want, I want to do. I want you to look at this tonight because this is a very important puzzle piece. This is not the whole puzzle. My, my family likes puzzles. My wife, my kids like puzzles. But I will tell you, there, anytime you put together a puzzle, there's major hub pieces that you've got to find, right? Am I doing well, honey? Yes, okay. There's major hub pieces. It's not the whole, but it's an important piece. And what I'm talking to you tonight concerning courage, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this piece is so strategic and so important. That's why we keep coming back to this subject over and over and over again because there is a battering ram that is happening on the church to try to whittle you down. And I'm going to tell you right now, the church that Jesus is building, this plan and strategy is not going to work against. It's not a bad translation for Paul to say, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Now, grab a hold of this tonight. This is not some mancho John Wayne thing. Because what you discover inside this text, if you read chapter 16, the Apostle Paul, he's speaking to both men and women. He's speaking to the entirety of of the congregation, and he's saying courage is now needed. What is it? What is Paul getting at? He's saying this is a call to bravery. It's a call to bravery. Bravery overcomes fear. Come on. Bravery overcomes fear. When he says, act like a man, he's saying, I am calling out to you. We need those that will be brave. Those that will overcome fear. If you act like a man, it means you're going to fight against evil and you're going to fight against unrighteousness. Even when fear and uncertainty is present. 
Listen to this. If you're going to act like a man, it means you're going to faithfully carry out your responsibilities even in the face of certain danger. Even in the face of extreme danger, it means if you're going to be responsible, so you got to own the responsibility. If you're going to act like a man, then you're going to have to own the responsibility. You've got to take courage. You've got to take heart, even when extreme danger is present. Hear this tonight, folks. Can I keep going? Even when there's frightening circumstances, you've got to be bold. All you have to do is throw open your Bible to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, is, it's, the whole, it's the whole entire message. They had to take courage when extreme danger was present, and they knew anything and everything could break out against them at any moment. They had to take courage. Paul's crying out, and he says, when, when I tell you act like a man, I'm saying it's time to suit up, and it's time to be brave. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is not the absence of fear. What is courage? It's the ability to overcome fears, and it's the ability to overcome even your own apprehensions. Mm. And how you do it is because you fear God more than you would fear man. How do you do it? Because you fear God more than you would fear men. How do you do it? How do you do it? You would fear God more than you would fear man. I remember when a mentor in, in our lives, we were ready to move and come to Sarasota, Florida to pioneer a new work, to pioneer a movement. And my pastor said to me, he said, Brian, tell me who controls the church. It was a pop quiz time. Tell me who controls the church. And I was like, oh, this is a different one. I said, well, I'm unsure, Pastor, where you're going with that. He says, tell me who controls the church. And I paused. And I'm like, okay, learning moment. He says, let me tell you who controls the church. He says, whoever the pastor or the leader is afraid of, that's who controls the church. Whoever the leader or the pastor is afraid of, that is who controls the church. And he said, Brian, if you will only fear the Lord, if you will only fear the Holy Spirit, your church will be just fine. See, the secret sauce is about who will you fear. Will you fear the Lord in this hour? Will you fear the Lord or will you fear man? An anointed leader or an anointed person will be a person that will be a person, 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 person. Help me, Lord. An anointed leader will actually be able to see things that others do not see. An anointed leader will be able to hear the things that other people are not hearing. An anointed leader will be able to actually say what others are refusing to say and they're not willing to say. An anointed leader will actually go to places that people are afraid to go. What gives them the ability to go where people are afraid to go? What gives them the ability to say the things that people are afraid to say in this hour? And I'm going to give you the secret sauce tonight. It is because that individual or that leader, their best friend has become the Holy Spirit. And because their best friend is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps them out of the snares and the traps of the fear of man. The Holy Spirit wants to keep every one of us out of the traps of the fear of man. The implosion we're seeing of church leadership, the sickening, utter avalanche that we are seeing in America right now is because of the spirit of the age. People are bowing down, bowing down to the spirit of this age and allowing every demonic, filthy thing to come in and to parade itself in the church. You know why? They want the praise of men. 
I said they want the praise of men. They want to be esteemed by men. They want to be accepted by everybody. They want to be known as Dr. Inclusive. We've done away with Dr. Feelgood. Now we've moved in with Dr. Inclusive. We want to include everything. Everything can go, and it's going to be good. Everything can come into the church, and it's going to be just fine. It's not. And God is not an indifferent bystander, ladies and gentlemen. None of this is getting past Him. Wow. We must be courageous in this hour. We must be watchful in this hour. We must hold fast to that which we know and we believe. That which is tried and true. My God. Speak the truth. Say it tonight. Speak the truth. Now say live the truth. Say it. Live the truth. We all understand that following Jesus is going to sometimes be very hard. Hello. And sometimes following the Lord is often going to be scary. But following the Lord when it's scary, it's because the love of Christ compels you to move forward. I tell you, folks, the love of Christ will compel the church to arise and shine and burn and face this despicable unrighteousness in this land. It is the time of overturning. It is the time of overcoming. It is the time of overturning. It is the time, oh my God. It is the time of overturning. It is the time of overcoming. It's the time of overcoming. The greatest overcomers on the face of the earth, they're living right now. They're living in this era, this time, this era, this time, this assignment. And heaven will record in the books what you do or what you don't do in this hour for the kingdom of God. I want you to look again to this text tonight. We're in 2 Corinthians uh, 16. Is that right? 1 Corinthians, yep. Check my notes. I'm like, that didn't sound right. So I look again to the text. Not only, you know... There's this term that he's saying that you need to act like a man. And so the Apostle Paul, he's chosen to use this stereotype because this association of courage also is connected to masculinity. And why would Paul speak like that? I want to just probe a little bit tonight. Why would he speak like that? Is he trying to say that men are supposed to be courageous but women are not? Well, of course not, right? That's not what he's saying at all. He's giving this charge to every man and even to every woman. Courage is not limited to men. Courage is not limited to just being a male. But it's to both men and women. It's required of both. So what does he say? Act like a man. He's saying, man up, be brave. And as I was reading this today, I was thinking about our modern-day cancel culture readers that they might dislike Paul's statement here. What do you think? Because it, it requires a masculine strength. Are you still with me? It requires a masculine strength. He's, dig he's digging down into something. If you want to make sure that you're not going to be drifting in a crazy world, you're going to have to start acting like a man. You're going to have to own up. You're going to have to own. You're going to man up. You're going to have to own your responsibility. And, and if you haven't noticed, let me help you tonight. Um, our culture really desires to neuter every guy. They want to demasculate any man. And even now, they're especially going after the pulpit. They want neutered eunuchs standing in the pulpit. Weak, weak, fearful eunuchs. Leading the church so they're not building an army. Weak eunuchs, you know what they do? They build an audience. Weak eunuchs build an audience. They build a crowd. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? 
But here in the text, 1 Corinthians 16, this is about discipleship. The, whole, the entire thing's rooted in discipleship. But it's also divinely rooted in the, the ordained difference between a male and a female. You know, I'm, I'm going to pause on, on this statement right here because this is, this trans movement. How many of you know that Satan transforms himself into an angel of light? Did you hear that? This movement, I mean, listen, I, I'm on fire, guys. I, listen, I'm on fire. But I, I know heaven's on fire over this. When, when we have notable leaders in the charismatic movement that have been prevalent voices for decades, and they are parading around people who stand for indoctrinating our children mutilating our children's bodies. Uh, guys, I'm telling you, we're in serious trouble. When the voices that used to feed us, the voices that used to be the shepherds that you could trust are so demoralized and so sunk, it's so despicable. That we would bring them into the church and parade them around and say, this is who we need to be voting for. For Stacey Abrams to stand up just two weeks ago and say that she, she demands abortion on demand even up until after birth. And then Creflo Dollar brings her in and says, you need to vote for her right here. And if you haven't, and if you, haven't you need to go get, let's, let's, let's go do it. Let's go get it done. You know what to do. Go vote for her. That's what he said. See, listen, I, I hope you're still breathing in this room. I, I, I'm hanging on for something. Look this way, please. I, I'm hanging on for mature, seasoned generals in the body of Christ to start calling these other leaders out. I've been holding my breath for a long time. I've been holding my breath for a long time. Who is going to speak to these things? Why are we not standing up? Why are we not calling this out? Ladies and gentlemen, we, we have to call this out. We have to. The Spirit of God wants it called out. The Spirit of God wants to torch this filth out of the church. My God. And here we are at a historic midterm election, and the church has to show up. I said the church has to show up. You have to show up. You have to show up. I don't know who's watching online tonight. There's people from all over the country that ends up writing us and communicating with us. you got to show up wherever you're at. If you're watching in Pennsylvania, you need to show up. If you're in Virginia, you got to show up. You're in the Carolinas. If you're in California, if you're in Florida, you got to show up and you've got to vote righteousness. Come on, church. you got to vote righteousness. Educate yourself. Get prepared. Pray and vote. Educate yourselves. Pray. Get ready. Get prepared. Get out there. Vote. Be a voice. Be a voice. I want to read something to you tonight, and I rarely do this. This is from a book that I wrote a few years ago. It's called Bold as Lions. The future belongs to the righteous. It's a shameless commercial right now that's happening, and it's going to be okay. But I want to read you just a small portion for this message tonight. Can I do that? And then I want to give this to somebody if you'd like it. 
In this hour, you better get prepared for a divine confrontation of the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. Our times demand, demand supernatural courage and boldness. We are racing to a tipping point. Those who will stand in the truth and speak the truth had better get prepared for the backlash. Truth is highly flammable in this culture. The clash of kingdoms couldn't be more obvious. True reformation and revival is coming. It's going to get very messy, but it is necessary. People often romanticize visions of change, but the truth is, it's cost, the cost of reformation is extreme. It will cost you everything, most certainly your reputation. If you're going to speak the truth in this hostile culture, you will undoubtedly be mocked and persecuted. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, once said these words. It seems that God cannot do anything on the planet unless a few good men are willing to go to jail. Now, William wasn't promoting violence. He knew the hostility and the extreme resistance to the gospel in his own culture. It is no coincidence that most of the New Testament was written from a jail cell. I'm going to read that again. It is no coincidence that most of the New Testament was written from a jail cell. The Apostle Paul was a reformer. Most of the prophets were in jail. Why? Preaching the kingdom of God brings one into conflict with earthly tyranny. Make no mistake... It is going to require tremendous courage in this hour. The mark of a true servant of God is his or her willingness to suffer shame, persecution, and rejection for the master. You can see this is a really good chicken noodle soup for the soul book just gives all the feel-goods. Do you feel that warm and fuzzy? Just came over the congregation like a blanket. I love it. Just... Let me read it again. The true mark of the servant of God is his or her willingness to suffer shame, persecution for the master. The high price for standing for truth will never be marked down or go on sale. The prophet Isaiah was put into a hollow log. Are you still with me? Listen to this really good. Please listen to this really good. The prophet Isaiah, he was put into a hollow log and he was sawn in half. Jeremiah endured opposition, beatings, imprisonment, and was abducted and taken to Egypt. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego was thrown into a fiery furnace because they refused to bow and worship a Babylonian false god. John the Baptist had his head cut off and served on a platter for a party display. Jesus was a man of many sorrows and well acquainted with grief. He was lifted up on a cross and crucified... In the prime of his life, 11 of the 12 disciples died a martyr's death. Andrew and Bartholomew were crucified. James, the son of Alphaeus, was stoned to death. James, the son of Zebedee, was beheaded. His brother John was boiled in oil and banished to the island of Patmos. Peter and Philip were crucified upside down. Thomas was martyred in India. Stephen, being filled with the Holy Spirit, looked towards heaven where he saw 
our glorious God and Jesus standing at his right side. And he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. The council members shouted, covered their ears, attacked Stephen, dragged him out of the city and stoned him to death. The apostle Paul was stoned, beaten in prison, and finally beheaded. Church history is bloody with the sacrifice and the suffering of true conviction. Listen to these words. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 9 through 13, this is what Paul shares. Paul shares, and I'm still reading from Bold as Lions. Paul shares how the true apostles, I said true apostles. How many of you know there's phony and fake apostles? He shares how the true apostles and reformers were received by the world and the church. They were derided and they, re, they were reviled as scum. And this is what he writes in 1 Corinthians 4. For I think that God has displayed us, the apostles, last as men condemned to death. For we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that statement? That is a powerful, powerful statement. God has made us a spectacle both unto angels and unto men. Let me keep reading. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are distinguished, but yet we are dishonored. Who's he talking about? The apostles. But we are dishonored. To the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, and we are poorly clothed. We are beaten. We are homeless, and we labor, working with our hands, being reviled. We bless. Being persecuted, we endure. Being defamed, we entreat. Entreat, not retreat. We have been made the scum of the earth, the off-scurring of all things unto now. I remember when Bren and I stood quietly and reverently in the Colosseum of Rome, honoring the memory of those Christians who had been condemned to death, paying the ultimate sacrifice for their faith in Jesus. Here is the point. All who share in Christ's riches will also share in his sufferings. Let me read on. The awakening that is just beginning to break forth. And this hour will surely separate the men from the boys, so to speak. Many believers in our generation are going to have to come to grips with a certain reality. Hear this tonight. Many believers in our generation are going to have to come to grips with a certain reality. Do they possess mere preferences or deep abiding convictions concerning the Word of God? Let me tell, tell it to you straight. Is that okay? This is a really soft, nice book. <laughs> Let me tell it to you straight. It's going to cost you everything to courageously follow Jesus. There will be great oppositions, challenges, difficulties, trials, and suffering in the days and years ahead. But there is no price too great. For Jesus is our reward. That'll shoot courage into your soul. When you're weak, when you're weak in the journey, go back to the scriptures and let that pump courage into your bones, ladies and gentlemen. People have suffered far, far, far worse than anything we have ever seen or ever known for the cause of the gospel. 
And it makes me tremble in the fear of God to think what people are suffering as we sit in this air-conditioned building on Richardson Road, what is happening to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout the ends of the earth right now, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, take courage. Be strong in the Lord. Be watchful. Hold fast to all that you believe. Joshua 1, chapter 9, very familiar passage. Have I not commanded you, be strong, be of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The revival that is crashing into America is a return to righteousness and holiness. The revival that is crashing into America is a return to the Word of God. It's a return to the Word. It's a return to righteousness. It's a return to morality. I said it's a return to morality. It's a return to sanity. It's a return to letting the word of the Lord be your spiritual equilibrium so that you are not drifting with the spirit of this age. Are you watching? Are you watching? Are you watching what is happening to leaders everywhere drifting off into Neverland, losing their minds? Folks, if I ever did something that absolutely bananas, I wouldn't expect a single soul to show up the next week. But that ain't gonna, that's not what's going to happen at all. People are going to show up, and they're just going to keep applauding that, and they're just going to keep the circus going. They're just going to let it be a free-for-all. Let me tell you something. In the kingdom of God, it's about freedom. The kingdom of God is not a free-for-all. The kingdom of God is about biblical freedom that brings liberty. Biblical freedom brings liberty and destruction from bondage and chains. The kingdom of God is not a free-for-all where just anything goes. You can come in and do as you wish and do as you please. That's not the kingdom of God. And if you believe it is, you are under a major deception. So I'm making my way all the way back to the front of this train. It's 1 Corinthians 16, and I'm going to read it again out of the Passion Translation. Remember to stay alert. Folks, this is the word tonight. This is the word that we got to keep eating and eating and eating. Remember to stay alert. Hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty. (laughs) Has anyone told you this week? Be mighty. Has anyone told you? Be mighty. Guys, I want you to text me all this week. I'll text you back. (laughs) Be mighty. (laughs) Shane's doing it right now. (laughs) Stop texting in church. I'm just kidding. Now, be careful. When I say this stuff, some of you, you start writing me at 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Just, just. Take it easy. (laughs) Hold fast to all that you believe. Be mighty. Ladies, be mighty. Ladies, be mighty. Men, be full of courage. Be full of courage. Act like men. Own your responsibility. Preserve the atmosphere. Watch over it. Keep the wolves out. And I love this final, final sentence. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. Is that absolutely beautiful? It's beautiful. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. I want to tell you, when I think back to Pastor Callahan having men in the church, watching over the children, watching over the women of the flock. It was led by love and kindness. It was looking out after the flock. 
This is so important. Folks, in the fear of the Lord, what we see in the body of Christ right now should be causing you to stand at attention. It shouldn't be causing you to shrug your shoulders. It's stunning. It's stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, it's stunning what's happening in the body of Christ. Stay alert. Hold firm to all that you believe. Be mighty, full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. Holy Spirit, I pray that this word rests and settles into the spirit, into good ground tonight. Good, good ground. I thank you for the atmosphere that has been prepared this night and the falling of the word of God into the soil of lies and minds and hearts and spirits tonight. Feed the people of God. Strengthen them. Strengthen them. Feed them. Nourish their spirit. Nourish their soul. Let the word of God wash you tonight. Empower you tonight. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. I'd like to bless somebody that, that doesn't have this. If, you will, if you'll really read it, you'll be like, hey, Brian, I'm going to read that. I'll give that. Um, Mary, go back there and give that to Morgan. Just wave at her. She's right there on your side. Ushers, would you come tonight? We want to serve the people. Good job. If you need an offering envelope tonight, I want you to lift your hand high so we can serve you. If you need an offering envelope tonight, we want to serve you. If those of you that are online, you can give safely and securely right there at victoryfla.com, victoryfla.com. You can open your app right now, your Victory FLA app. You can give right there tonight. And I want to thank you so much for your faithfulness of giving. Hallelujah. The Lord is commanding his blessing on our storehouses. He's commanding his blessings on our storehouses. He has miracles in store for us. He has a miracle property in store for us. He has a miracle property, miracle land. Miracle land, miracle buildings, room for expansion, room for gardens. That's right. Room for storehouses, room for supplies. God has an epic place for victory. He's got a home for this church. I want you to continue to call it in every day in your prayers. Write it in your prayer journal and call it out. Call those things that are not as though they already were. That's how faith works. Amen. Thank you, ushers. I, uh, man, tonight has been so awesome. And I was not trying to get out of worship. I, I just almost let all of this go. I, I, it was just so, the presence of God is so thick in here. So thick, so tangible. So thick, so tangible in this place. You know what I saw tonight? I saw maturity of the body going farther and not going back, but going farther and going deeper into God. Let's not underestimate what God is doing in this place. Let's never take it for granted. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to give? Amen. Father, we praise you. And we give tonight 
to an eternal kingdom that will never know an end. We give tonight for the advancement of that kingdom in our times. The advancement and the expansion of that kingdom, your kingdom, in our times to this region, to this great beloved nation and the nations of the earth. For, Lord, you are the shepherd of the nations. You are the king of the nations. You are the judge of the nations. You are the ruler, the ruler of the nations. And you will have your inheritance. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that you have written the family of victory into your divine story. You have written us into the story of awakening and outpouring of the Spirit of God for the transformation of Florida and for America. And I thank you that we're coming right into it. I know I'm supposed to be receiving an offering, but I want to pray a few more things. Just hold your gift up for a little bit, or if you're giving on your app, just hold your hand up. Tonight over Florida, Lord, we lift up Governor Ron DeSantis, his wife Casey, his team of leadership, Lord God. Father, we speak that the banners of victory and triumph go up over his life once again. And over every leader that is running that will fear you and will run in righteousness, that, Lord, our great beloved state from coast to coast would know the protection and experience once again your mercy and protection from evil, wicked leaders. Protect us from those that are corrupt. Keep us from those that are corrupt in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So, Lord, we bless this offering. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ushers, go right ahead. Serve the people. Mighty night. Mighty night. Just because he lives. Mm -hmm. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Turn in your hymnals to page 44. All right. <laughs> All right. You can open up your apps now, actually, because we're going to go through the calendar. <laughs> All right. So a couple things to get everybody on the same page for this month. Tomorrow, November 6th, the Conways are having a house fire at 2 p.m. Mark your calendars. Get ready for that. Woo! Yeah! Super exciting. Also, Godlewski's have a house fire this coming Friday, November 11th at 6.30. Go to the app. Go to the website. You will see it on there so you can RSVP and be a part. Also, men and women's house fires are coming up super soon. That is going to be, ooh, I forgot to write the date. That is going to be, ooh, help me, Holy Spirit. 
13. Thank you, body of Christ. All right, awesome. <laughs> All right. So the 13th, it's coming up next Sunday. Uh, women, we are meeting, ladies, we are meeting at 10.30 a.m. at Darlene Kaus's house over here. Uh, Sue and Sandy Lucas are going to be bringing the word, teaching on waiting on the Lord. So be ready. Do not miss that. Again, info is on the app and on the website. Also, men, you're meeting at 5 p.m. at Rick Bruner's. Uh, same location as usual, so get ready for that. It is going to be awesome. Also, Saturday, November 19th, that's two weeks away, we are doing S'more Lord again. Who remembers S'more Lord? Yeah, okay. Yeah, two weeks from tonight. So we meet out in the courtyard, we do service out there, but then we also do a potluck at the end, a fire, s'mores, all the fun stuff. So come on out, be a part, uh, bring a dish if you can to share it with a lot of people. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. And last but not least, we have voter guides. Again, voting is this Tuesday. As dad said, go out, vote, be a part. Don't sit on your couch, get up and go vote and then come to prayer afterward. Hallelujah. Uh, so voter guides are at the info table in the lobby. We have the voter guides for judges, but we ran out of the ones for counties. So if you want to find the voter guides, you can go to cfcflorida.net. Again, that's cfcflorida.net. You can find Sarasota, Manatee County voter guides and other counties throughout Florida. Sound good? All right, go vote. And here is Dad. because he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he Praise to the Lord one more time tonight. It's been a powerful night. Powerful night. If you'll just be seated for just one more moment, we're going to open up the altars to minister to anyone that is in need tonight on any level. We want to open up the altars tonight. If you need a miracle in your body, you should come. You need a healing in your body. If you've been tormented with any level of affliction in any area in your life, you need to come tonight. Let us pray for you. Let us use the powerful name and the blood of Jesus over you. Pray the prayer of faith for the sick. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we just sanctify again the altars. And we pray now in the name of Jesus that miracles will be released this night. Healings, deliverances in this house tonight. In Jesus' name. I pray for baptisms of the Holy Ghost to happen right here in this altar. Baptisms of fire. Fire. Happen in this place tonight. like our, our prayer team to prepare themselves and come join me up here 
level of need, any level of need tonight in your life, we want to pray with you. And we open these altars in Jesus' name. Good night, everybody. We love you. Have a blessed week. How many of you love America? Let's get out and vote. Vote righteousness. Good night, everybody. Love you.